0: As you know, we are going to be going into a week of prayer and fasting. And you say, I didn't know that. Well, you do now. Amen. And uh, so if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn there with me this morning. And um, we're going to be preaching on this most exciting topic of fasting. Hallelujah. Don't anybody run around the building and shout me down this morning. No, we had did this preach this and I was able to get it finished in the first service but I got a little more liberty in the second service so I'm grateful for that. But I have just enjoyed the presence of God, the testimonies and the the ministry and song. I just appreciate our our worship team. I appreciate all the staff, everybody that's here that serves amen and if you're not serving this is a time to get in and start serving we all everybody in 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 the body of christ should serve in some capacity everybody there's something for uh, you to do the kids even our kids and and uh and our sparks there's times that even they are serving i can tell you everybody in the scholars family is going to serve amen And I got Lily and Charlotte over there, and they're cutting stuff out, and they're serving. And we all should be serving. We all should be doing something. Amen. may cost me a little bit of something. I don't know, Chick-fil-A or something like that. But they're going to serve. Amen. I'm teasing when I say that. I'm teasing when I say that. But I just know that God's calling us uh, to a time of service unto Him. But this morning, we're going to be preaching, teaching on fasting. And in Luke, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 6 verse we're going to start reading with verse 16 but before we do we're going to pray over this word this morning so would you just agree with me in prayer as we go before the lord heavenly father we thank you today for your grace and your mercy and your love you are a an awesome god lord I, I, we cannot even begin to comprehend Lord uh, you Lord you are indescribable you're it's hard to even comprehend you Lord and I'm so grateful for the gift of tongues and prayer that when my English language Lord only goes so far Lord that I can pray in the spirit and be edified and edify you Lord and but this morning we thank you for your goodness and we cannot say enough We cannot talk enough about you. And so I'm grateful for you and I thank you, Father, today and for the Son and for the Holy Ghost. But Lord, as we come this morning to break open the bread of life, we come to this topic of fasting and prayer. And Lord, I just pray that you will anoint these lips of clay and Lord, deal with our hearts this morning, prepare our hearts and the ground to hear and receive the Word of God. And Lord, let it sink down deep in our hearts and we'll give you you all the glory and honor and praise and magnify you Lord because we'll be better on the other side of this week Father God and we give you honor and glory for that thank you today for your spirit we praise you in Jesus name amen and amen now in Matthew chapter 6 verse 16 it says moreover when you fast he said be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest anoint thy head and wash thy face, that you appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and the Father which sees in secret shall reward you openly. Now go over to Luke chapter 5. I want the reward that comes from God, not man. But in Luke chapter 5, verse 33, when you get there, say amen. We've got it on the PowerPoint too. But he said, and they said unto him, Why do the disciples of John fast often and make prayers, and likewise the disciples of the Pharisees, but thine eat and drink? And Jesus said unto them, Can you make the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then shall they fast in those days. And he spake also a parable unto them, No man putteth a piece of a new garment upon an old. If otherwise, then both the new maketh a rent. And the peace that was taken out of the new agreeth not with the old. I didn't even mean, to re- even mean to read that. I just meant to stop at 35, but I was just getting excited. Amen. I'm preaching this morning on fasting and prayer. As I said, we're coming into a week of it. And I use those two verses uh, spoken by Jesus to prove a biblical point. And the biblical point and truth is there is an expectation that Christian disciples are to fast. He didn't say, if you fast, he said, when you fast, just like Jesus said, when you pray, there's an expectation that you're going to pray. So I know fasting isn't something that most people enjoy, but it's spiritually beneficial. And it's something that you have to prepare yourself for in your heart for with the right spirit and a gracious spirit and a heart of love towards God, because you know, you don't look at prayer as something that is a drudgery. I know the Bible talks about how that prayer can be labor, but it's a, it, I enjoy going to prayer. I enjoy being in the presence of God. I don't go, oh well, I gotta go to prayer now. No, I don't do that. And you don't do that, I pray. I pray that you, or I hope, I pray that you go with with a desire to meet with God in the times that I've come, and I said, Lord, I don't have anything pressing on me. I don't have any plans to go anywhere, and I have put out of my mind anything that the enemy would bring to try to uh, crowd out this thought and this desire of prayer. I'm just gonna come and be with you at those moments God begins to move the most powerful and bless my life when I make time for him so approach fasting in the same way but I know that fasting isn't something that's easy to do I know it's not the most enjoyable but it's the most spiritually beneficial it's all through the Bible it's mentioned so many times that it's considered biblical doctrine absolutely and uh, it's not legalism some would say it's legalism. I said, you're wrong. I said, not only was it in the Old Testament, but it carried over into the New Testament through the disciples, through the apostles, through Christ Jesus, and and, and we see it all through the Bible. So nobody can say, well, it's the Old Testament law. No, it's all over the New Testament as well fasting. Now why fasting? You have to ask yourself that question. Why fasting? Why would God lead His people from Moses all the way forward to the New Testament to fast? I'm going to tell you what I believe and what I've read and even in commentaries, but I see this is so profound because food was the means or the cause of the fall of Adam and Eve. Food. The fruit of the tree, the apple, or whatever fruit it was, was the means and the cause of the fall of Adam. I know it was the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. I get that. But the means to bring that to pass was an appetite. And so appetites drive behaviors and actions, and our appetites to eat and to satisfy our hunger, when, when they're brought under subjection, it changes everything. So understand today, fasting is your friend. It's your spiritual friend. I like the way y'all are shouting this morning, but David in Psalms chapter 35, verse 13, humbled himself and humbled his soul, he said, with fasting, and my prayers returned unto thine own bosom. Uh, so I read this and I think his soul was humbled with fasting, and he did not, if you read that on your own time and do it this week during prayer and fasting, but he did not treat his enemies the way that his enemies treated him, because His his heart was humbled. If you read that whole chapter in chapter uh, 35, you'll see that fasting humbles us. David said in Psalm 69.10 that he chastened his soul with fasting. He chastened his soul with fasting. So in many places, fasting is considered an afflicting of our own soul and our own selves. So let's get one thing clear this morning, church. First of all, fasting is very important. But fasting is not for God. It's for you and me. It's unto us. It's for us. Fasting does something to us, and it does something for us. To us, it crucifies the flesh. Now, don't shout me down this morning. I know that this is hardly ever preached, but it has to be preached to prepare us for the week that's ahead. And I want you to know, I'm excited about a week of prayer and fasting because I know that the sacrifice that it's going to take and the cost and what we have to pay and and the price it's going to be worth it on the other side. Amen. It's not easy but it will be worth it on the other side. There's things that are going to happen in the spiritual realm that are going to change. There's lives that are going to be changed. There's chains that are going to be broken. There's bondages and yokes. Amen. And strongholds that are going to be broken in our lives and other people's lives. But it crucifies the flesh when we fast. That's what it is to us. God does something to us and he does something for us you have to see that it puts to death your old carnal man when you fast and you mortify the deeds of your body and your members as the bible says we're supposed to it allows the spiritual man to gain strength and ascendancy because remember the flesh and the spirit are at war your flesh and your spirit are at war And remember, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Are you hearing me? Isaiah 57, 15. I love this scripture. It says, For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite one. If I said that incorrectly, that's because some of the scriptures are cut off in the back. But humility positions us for a place where God can come down and reach to our humility. Are you hearing me? And what does it do for us when it's in its pure intention I'm talking about fasting I'm talking about the thing that humbles us What does it do When it's in it's with its purest intention Because fasting can be to In a prideful way It can be shown The Pharisees and Sadducees fasted People will fast as Jesus said For man to see them But whenever you really fast In a humbleness in your heart God begins to meet you right where you're at And it's not a religious act But it's something that brings you closer in a connection with God and he comes down right where you're at. I want you to get that today. Some of you have said, where is God? I don't feel God. I don't see God. I'm wondering where God is at. What is he doing? I believe in God, but I don't see him working. I want you to know as you fast and pray this week and you humble yourself, he is going to begin to give grace to the humble. Amen. He's going to reach down and pick you up. Hallelujah. He's going to reach down and pick you up so humility positions us in a place and with holy intent oh my goodness whenever you mean it from the bottom of your heart when you do it in secrecy he begins to reward openly come on amen he begins to reward it positions your heart for a breakthrough and spiritual growth it positions you are you hearing it today it positions you for a breakthrough some people are wanting breakthrough in their lives in this house you you're going to have to fast and pray to see that breakthrough come. Yeah. See, we want somebody else to come over and lay hands on us and do the breaking for us. Yeah. Well, sometimes that's necessary. But you that are seasoned saints, you eagles, you that that annals, Amen. Don't expect somebody else to do what God's called you to do for yourself. Come on. It's time we start praying through for our own victories. Hallelujah. Jesus is the deliverer. I know Jesus said, Go into all the world and cast out devils. But I assure you this we're not as Christians, demon possessed people. We're, uh, hallelujah. We're not as Christians, demon-possessed people. We're born delivered. When Jesus saved us, He delivered us. He set us free. And if you had a devil in you, God set you free. Get up and start walking before Him. But let me give you some Christian education of 33 years of walking with God. You have to fast and pray to break through in areas of your life. Nobody's going to do that for you. You have to do it yourself. And God is doing something in you and through you. When you fast and pray, we have to. We have to. It positions your heart for a breakthrough and spiritual growth. Oh, I can feel you're so excited. The book of Judges, after losing two battles in Judges chapter 20, verse 26. The battles and the war. Many lives had died. You'd have to understand and read chapter 19 and see the atrocity that happened with the the Israelites concubine that was brutally raped and abused all night long by sodomites. She was left there on the doorstep dead in Judges 19. And what happened was her husband... Took, cut her up in pieces and sent out a piece to every. You say, that's morbid. I want you to know something. If we are not gripped and convicted and absolutely moved in our heart to the depth of what is taking place in our society and in our country and in our lives and in our cities and in our children if we're not gripped by that and that's exactly why he did it was those pieces of that concubine were sent out for a wow effect to say my goodness how could you do that why would you do that I want you to know something we're living in a time where it seems like the things that should move us don't move us and the things that shouldn't move us as much seem to move us we've aborted not we but the the nations of of this world and mainly the United States have aborted babies for years 50 years or so aborted millions and millions of babies and everybody just goes on like no big deal but you get some 16-year-old kid over in England that cuts down a 200-year-old tree and everybody's bawling and squalling over a tree, over a tree, over a tree when people have aborted babies and they died it's murder. And you see that and you think, my goodness, how can you see that a tree has a greater value than a life that God created? Oh, Lord, help us. God, help us. But we're living in a time and that old, I don't know if he's a Levite or, but an Israelite. He began to cut up that concubine, sent out those pieces to all the tribes of Israel. And he said, if we don't do something about this and deal with those that have brought this about, he said, this is what's going to happen to all of us. We're going to become nothing but just a chopped up nation. So they went to war. Against the Benjamites who were covering and protecting the sons of Belial, the devils. They were protecting them. Amen. They're protecting them. But they went out after them and in two different places in chapter 20. The first war that the Israelites went out and lost, they lost 22,000 people. The second war, they lost 18,000 people. But the third time, the Bible says in verse 26 that they went before the Lord Then all the children of Israel and all, I got to read it here, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's quicker. And then the children of Israel and all the people went up and came unto the house of God and wept and sat there before the Lord and fasted that day until even and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. The battles in the war, they lost two times. But the third time they prayed and they fasted and God brought deliverance because they went before the Lord. In verse 27, and it's not up there, but they said they were near the Ark of the Covenant and they got a breakthrough. God said, I will bring deliverance to you. So there's power when we fast and when we pray and when we come before the Lord. The first mention of fasting was right here in in Judges chapter 20. And, the, the And and we know that Jesus said in the New Testament, this kind only comes forth and only is delivered and there's only a breakthrough whenever you pray and you fast. He said there must be prayer and fasting so that faith will be increased and unbelief will be dispelled and you can pray and see God bring deliverance. In, I don't know, probably 2004 or five. we had a lady that come in here and she had a devil in her she knew she had a devil in her well we prayed over her and she you know she she began to manifest in a, in a prayer meeting at, or at a service And uh, I believe Brother Talbert was preaching. Maybe it was another time. I don't remember, but she began to manifest. We prayed over her, and we prayed, but she didn't get free. And I said, you know what? It was Sunday night. I said, we're going to fast and pray. And I said, we're going to fast and pray until God tells me to come down, and we're going to pray, or we're going to have you meet us, and we're going to pray over you. Well, Tuesday came around. Maybe it was Wednesday. Wednesday came around, I said, bring her over to the church. I called several people to fast and pray. She came up, we laid hands on her, and I said, Devil, I'm not wrestling with you, I'm not fighting with you, you're coming out now. She got free. She's sitting up there on the sitting up there on the altar. Amen. Sitting there, she's free. She's praising God. She's crying. She's weeping. I said, Now you got to go home and get rid of all the witchcraft books, all the crap, because that's what it is. All that stuff has to go. Amen. All of it has to go. You got to get rid of it. Yeah, I know you're all going, I'm telling you, that's exactly what it is. It's witchcraft, it's demonic. And I said, You got to get rid of all that because I'm not going to do this when you're seven times worse. You understand? You're going to stay free. You're going to come into the house of God. And by the way, we're going out to eat and you're She got free We went to her house She threw all that stuff away She had books and books and books And I said get rid of it She got rid of it And she was free I'm telling you I know the power of God When you fast and when you pray I know that chains are broken. Things are changed. Things are broken. There are so many fasts that we read about in the Bible. But I will only mention those that emphasize my point that I'm trying to make this morning. And I'm going to briefly go through this. But Esther called a three day fast when Mordecai sent the news to her. That there was there was a genocide planned for the Jews And she got her breakthrough in deliverance She said go gather together all the Jews That are present in Shushan And fast for me And neither eat nor drink three days Night or day And I also and my maidens will fast likewise And so will I go unto the king Which is not according to the law And if I perish I perish But I can tell you She didn't perish She went before the king And she went in essence in the natural Boldly before that king But it was a spirit access to God and God began to not only deliver her but also all of the people of the Jews and he began to deal with the enemy that was behind it isn't that wonderful oh to the king and to the people of Nineveh they called a fast when Jonah went through Nineveh and he wasn't even a great preacher he didn't preach love he didn't, he didn't even say anything about repentance. He said, God's going to judge this mess because it's wicked. So there. He said, That's not what he said. That's about what he said. But they began to call a fast, the king and the people. And the king even said, I'm telling you, every dog, cat, cow, sheep, lamb, horse, they're all going to fast. Ain't nobody eating. When I fast, I don't make Pepper fast. She needs to fast. Amen. But the king of Nineveh called a fast, and God had mercy. He had mercy. Amen. Can you give me verse? Uh, well, I don't know if you have six. Through ten. Amen. Give me six all the way down. Amen. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast, put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For the word came unto the king of Nineveh and he arose from his throne and he laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth Cloth And sat in ashes And caused it to be proclaimed And published throughout Nineveh By the decree of the king and his nobles Saying let neither man nor beast Herd nor flock taste anything Let them not feed nor drink water But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth And cry mightily unto God When you're fasting Cry mightily unto God Amen Let them turn everyone from his evil way And from the violence that is in their hands Who can tell if God will turn and repent And turn away his feet? Anger that we perish not and the Bible says and God saw their works that they turned from their evil way and God repented of the evil that he said he would do unto them and he did it not it was so awesome and so powerful of a, of a, uh, of a uh, mercy and grace that God had put upon them that it made Jonah mad we know Daniel fasted 10 days he fasted 21 days. Darius the king fasted all night long when they threw Daniel and the lion's den. This is all fastings in the Bible. Darius said, not only am I not going to eat and drink, I'm not even going to listen to my music. I don't want to hear my cool jazz. Just going to leave it off. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know some of you listen to 94.7, The Wave. Got in people's cars before. Listen to your jazz. Just don't listen to it while you're fasting. Oh, come on now. Praise God. Daniel was spared. So fasting positions us for the breakthrough and the heartfelt, sincere repentance and deliverance. We know in Isaiah 58 it's the greatest, most detailed scripture on the power of fasting. In Isaiah 58, 6 through 12, I love this. And you know, if you read it and you study it, and you see that he dealt with with the vain fasting and the wrong kind of fasting, the wrong kind of heart, the things that were happening in uh, the the Israelites body there if you will And, and, and he was displeased with that but God said is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to your house when you see the naked and you cover him and that you hide not yourself from your own flesh then shall thy light break forth as the morning and thine health shall spring forth speedily and thy righteousness shall go before thee the glory of the Lord shall be thy rearward then shalt thou call and the Lord shall answer he says thou shalt cry and he shall say here I am but if you take away from you the midst of thee the yoke the putting forth of the finger and speaking of vanity and if you draw out your soul to the hungry and Satisfy the afflicted soul then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday he says and the Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not and they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations and thou shalt be called the repair of the breach and the restore of the paths to dwell in I'm going to tell you something that some of you may not understand because this is the only church that you know maybe you were born again here and you've this is all you've known some of you've been other places and there are watering holes all the way across this nation there's churches across this nation where the presence of God is but there's a lot of foolishness going on too and if there's one thing that God has struck in my heart, is that the gospel has to be preached. Not things that are uh, gospel-esque, but they need to be the gospel. They can't be a, just a pinch of the gospel and the rest of it is something humanistic. It has to be the gospel It has to be the gospel. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The cross, the blood. It has to be preached in every message. It has to be mentioned. The love of God. The forgiveness of sins. The mercy of God. The grace of God. All because of the work of the cross. And Jesus, amen. It's not just the cross, but who hung on the cross that matters. We must preach the gospel. Because that is what brings salvation come on somebody we preach the gospel but here in this particular passage and the reason I said that to you so I don't lose my train of thought is because he said there will be those that will be repairers of the breach and restores of the old paths what needs to be restored is the message of the gospel it's not antiquated it's not not in vogue anymore it's still the same power that's the same yesterday today and forever and we have to preach it But if you read this, you see this passage sums up the value of true fasting bands are loosed, yokes and burdens and oppression is broken ministry and compassion for the destitute comes back, we've got to learn something here church this week that we cannot be religious and just spiritual sitting on a church pew there has to be the fruit of the spirit coming from our life from leadership, from the front of the church to the back of the church we all can't say, I hope somebody else gets what he's saying, no it's for us this morning, we have to shine that light upon ourselves and say is it I Lord is it I hallelujah but he said there will be a ministry of compassion for the destitute your life will be enlightened with the life of God your health will spring up come on your health will spring up And, and the Bible says that there will be a righteous standing in Christ and it's glorious blessing that comes there will be an open heaven and guidance will be there for you and your soul will be satisfied and you'll be as a watered garden you'll be like that in Psalms chapter 1 that tree that's planted by the water brook you will not be moved and you will produce fruit in your season the repairer of the breach the restorer of paths the raising of foundations of many generations There's a reason why there's a youth element and young adult element in this church. Even the people, even the young people that were raised in this church that heard the message of the gospel, even though they may be away from God, they may be a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter, they know the truth. They know the truth. And they will come back to that truth. Because for years people fasted and prayed for them. People fasted and prayed for them. I found out the power of fasting and prayer. I, was, I remember praying and fasting one, one time when we had a week of it. And there was, there was somebody in the church. They're not here anymore, but, 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 but they're serving God. But they were, they were here and, and on a Sunday. And I said, Lord, I, I, said, I see that hunger in their life. And I said, draw them by your spirit. Draw them. And I sat up there behind that piano, and I wept in that chair for them. And the next day, they were here at 6 o'clock in the morning. I thought, this is, not a, this is not a person that normally would step out and come. And they said, something just tugged on me, and I knew I need to be in prayer and fasting this week, and I'm praying for God to fill me with his spirit. And there was, this was like three years ago, four year, three or four years ago. There that, that was such a hunger and such a desire, and God said, do not discount the power of fasting and prayer. It just, it, it captivates the heart of God. You know, um, he just looks at you and he says, they mean business. They're serious. And they're sacrificing their own time, their own flesh, their own appetites for me. Come on. So fasting prepares you. Not only for a breakthrough, but it prepares you for your next season by faith. Amen. Moses fasted 40 days and it prepared him to give the Ten Commandments. Elijah in 1 Kings 19 and 8 fasted before he went down and received the vision that he was to anoint Hazael king over Syria, Nimshi over Israel, and Elisha uh, the son of Shaphat over prophet in his stead. Nehemiah prayed and fasted certain days prior to his approach to to King Artaxerxes. That's exactly what happened. He fasted and he prayed and he went before the king because there are people that are destiny helpers for you. And God has to get a hold of their heart and their life too. And he will do that. And you'll watch as not only did Nehemiah Through his fasting and prayer, did God change his heart? Did he give him a vision and prepare him for a new season? But he also prepared the king, and he also prepared a prophetic future and a bringing about of that future and that rebuilding through Nehemiah. That's exactly what happened. God did so many things. His prayer and fasting was positional for him, Israel, and the future of Israel. Jesus fasted 40 days prior to his debut into ministry. Fasting prepared him for the moment of temptation. Paul and Barnabas were sent out after prayer and fasting. In Acts chapter 13 verses 1 through 3. And I want to read that. It says, Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Menean, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul... And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Separate Barnabas and Saul. All ministry comes whenever somebody is separated for that specific ministry. And God will begin to speak. I can tell you right now, uh, before you know that God has called you to do something in ministry, if you're sitting under this leadership God has already spoken to your pastor I promise you I promise you You know And so But the Holy Ghost will separate A specific person Whereunto they've been called And when they had fasted and prayed They laid hands on them And they sent them away They sent them away I was reading this and I thought, Lord, it was an act of the Holy Ghost, not a man. But fasting and prayer brings everyone into the unity of God's will concerning the will of God in ministry. Fasting does so much. It's feasting on fellowship with God. It creates a tenderness and a sensitivity of the Holy Spirit in your life. It breaks yokes and bondages. It causes you and I to focus our thoughts upon Him and sharpens our responses. Sometimes we're not quick to repent, but as you fast and pray, you'll be quick to repent. Amen. You'll be quick to repent. God won't have to, you won't have to go through five services before you've talked yourself into obeying God. It activates and stirs and creates fresh faith For a new season and a challenge. We must pray. We must pray. Church, we must fast and pray. It's never been more serious than it is right now. For our church, for our families, for our community, for our city, for our nation. It's never been a question of if, as I said when we started. We need to fast. He said, when you fast, fasting is, let me give you some specifics here, and then we're going to have an altar call, okay? I want you, maybe you want to write some of this down, but fasting, what is fasting, pastor? Because I've had people say, I'm new to this, what, you know, what is fasting? Well, fasting is not eating food, first and foremost, okay, that's the beginning right there. I had somebody approach me after the first service and they said, I have to take medicine for my heart and this and that. And I have to have a little bit of food. And I said, whatever you have to do with that, I said, you have to do. It's OK. I said, we're going to get into the frequency and the the, the scope and, and all of that in just a minute. But I shared with that person, I said, I understand that. I get that. And God does, too. And uh, but <clears throat> fasting is food. I've had people say, Well, you know, I gave up my newspaper and for this week. I said, No, you need to fast food. Especially if you're well abled. And I'm just gonna tell you right now, I can sure fast some food. I need to. I need to. And I had somebody tell me today, put on a little weight. I said, Yes, I have. <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. Amen. Believe me, I know it. I see it. And I'm doing everything to 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 fight the battle of the bulge. But this is where I'm at right now. Amen. I turned 50 and my metabolism went on vacation and hasn't come back. Okay. I get it. You know, somebody said, hey, you ought to try Jenny Craig. I said, I like Sarah Lee a lot better. But it's all right. Amen. Amen. I go through that closet and I go nope 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 and it ain't because I don't like the color I'm going nope that was four years ago amen that was before COVID amen you know you always have that hope in your heart I'm going to lose all this weight and I'm going to fit back into those things I've already got that tub in the garage amen what is fasting fasting is food but also your mind. So shut off the social media. Shut off the TV. Some of you are going to get free from your anxiety by just not watching the news. <laughs> Amen. Some of you wring your hands, and I said, I know the world's in a mess, but this world is not our home. This world is not our home. Amen. And what good is it going to do us to worry about it? Go vote. Go do what you can do. Amen. But don't worry yourself to death about things that only God can change. Come on. And I know you do your part and you, 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 you share your views and all of that. I agree we need to do that. But we, we have to, sh- to fast our minds and shut off the social media. Shut off the TV. Shut down your re- recreational activities and give that time to God sacrifice those appetites replace your food eating time with the word and prayer and worship if you just don't eat and you don't do anything else you're just dieting you need to fast and pray and read your Word. When you would normally spend 30 minutes or 45 minutes sitting and eating a meal, some of you it's a lot less than that, but you're on your lunchtime or whatever, go out there and say, Lord, talk to me. Put on some worship music. Praise Him for a few minutes and then begin to open up the Word of God and take in the Word. You're going to say, my Lord, the Scriptures have jumped out at me. They become 3D. I get it through fasting and prayer. Amen. So you determine between you and God the length, the scope of your fast. Some people it's one meal. Some people it's all day not eating. Some people it's several days. Some people say, you know what, Pastor, can I drink juices? Can I do liquids? You know, I'm going to say whatever you feel like God is telling you to do. Some of you just want to take communion on those days that you fast. That's okay. That's, you know, but whatever that scope is, you know, some people say, well, I'm going to give up my donut every morning. You are such a martyr. Pastor, you said, I, I know. I'm just kidding. We need to hear it. We need to hear it. Some people, it's a, they, they drink juice, maybe some pomegranate juice or grape juice or something like that, and water, you know, I've purposed in my heart, you know, it's going to be a hard thing, but old PJ is going to have to turn that coffee cup over. Jesus, help me. Amen. Don't even look at me like that now. People say, oh, you know, Pastor, you run on down to Starbucks every day. Get your Pentecostal whiskey. Don't tell me. Humorous but true. Amen. Put that into the mission field. Eight bucks. You all know I'm telling you the truth. Some of you go, oh man, I can't get by without my caramel macchiato with soy. Two extra pumps. Make sure that no whole milk in there. Whipped cream on the top and the bottom. You pull up there and they say, here's your diabetic starter kit. Fasting. Whatever God lays upon your heart. Do it. That thing that you can't, you know, you say, I just, Pastor, I just don't think I can do it without a Diet Coke for a week. Turn a world upside down for Jesus. Oh, my goodness. You always know the people that don't drink Diet Coke or don't drink coffee, they're like, yeah! I'm just going to leave it right there. Let me give you some prayer points during fasting and prayer. Pray for the church. Pray for unity in the church. Pray for unity in vision. Pray for unity of desire. Pray for unity of purpose. Pray for unity in ministry or the ministries of the church and worship and the relationship and love for each other. Pray for unity in marriages, unity in homes. Pray for lost children that are without God in this place. Pray for fresh anointing. Coming out of this thing. Baptism of the Holy Ghost. Breakthroughs. Victories. Growth. Here at New Life. Our church finances. Because I'm going to tell you right now. At over $6 a gallon for gas. In some places in California. 7 I understand things are expensive. I get it. I get it. I understand it. But church. I mean. You know. We have to have finances to go on. And continue to do what we're doing and uh you know so we're going to be praying about that cuz we want the finances to be there we're 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 wanting to as God increases when it's time if it's not time then that's fine but when it's time to give us the building that He wants us to have, this building over here, whatever He's going to do. But as we increase that, we want God to do it in His time. We need to pray now for all of those things to come into motion. Pray for the harvest of souls. Pray for the harvest of souls in our city. Pray for our school here at New Life Academy. And not only that, but La Habra High and Sonora High. We have kids that are going to our high schools here. And church, I mean, I know they're Christians and we pray over them, but they're at a place, you know, in a public school system and 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 anything they're 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 confronting things they're being you know going into you know uh, uh, in the wilderness out there and into the dark places and we got to pray that God will cover them and protect them we got to pray for the transition of ministries God is raising up second generation amen you're going to see more and more of our second generation singing and leading amen so you need to get used to that hallelujah pastor jonathan's not going to lead worship for the rest of his life i'm not always going to do everything for the rest of my life here god has to raise up a second generation because god could take me home tomorrow if he wanted to i'm not saying that he's told me he's going to but i want the church to go on it's not to be built around any man but jesus amen and so We have to pray for transition ministries and God raising up that second generation. Pray for the hunger and discipleship in our prayer life and in our lives. Pray for our breakthrough conference. We want to see God do great and marvelous things. Pray for our country. Pray for this election. Pray that our leadership in Washington will get the mind of God and shut the border. Come on now. It's time that these things happen. We don't know what's coming across that border. I heard general, a general in a meeting, or somebody that used to be a general that has intelligence or no. He said, we have no idea. We, We know what's coming across the border, but they're just allowing it to happen. He said, there is a, and I mean no disrespect to chinese or asian or anything but he said there is a chinese element that's coming across our border we're they're worried about the islam and arabs and all of that and 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 what is it the m13 or whatever the gangs and the cartels but here we've got Chinese that are crossing the border. And the man said, he said, they wear the same hat, they have the same tattoo, they have the same haircut, they have the same bag. It's like they're bringing an army. That's a fact. They're bringing an army across our border, one by one by one by one by one, and they're just letting it happen. They're just letting it happen. Facebook might shut me off, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's happening. And and, and the man that was interviewing the general said, "Do, do, do they not even know? He goes, they know well. That it's happening. They're documenting it. Why are they letting it happen is my question. Why aren't they closing the border? God spoke to me and He said, That is the most dangerous thing right now that this country doesn't even realize it's happening. But, church, I'm gonna tell you something. Vote the people out that are allowing it to happen. That was weak, but I'm gonna tell you right now. Vote them out. Close it. Come in the way our brother came in. He had to get his papers. Adrian had to get his papers. Don't get mad at Pastor. No, you know, they went through all of this that they had to do. To, to, to go through all of that they had to go through of years of waiting and paying and all of this and getting lawyers and, and to, to get their papers. And so it's possible. It's not easy, but it's possible. And I'm going to tell you right now, church, we have to protect our country. We're not going to have one. Amen. We have to pray for our leadership. My goodness. It's just like it's crazy and insanity, the things that is happening. I just got to share this with you. I read it this week on, on Epic Times and how that, because I just read just clips and bullet points of the news. I don't really watch the, I don't watch the news, but I just read what I want to read. But the, 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 the major anthropology agencies, okay, government and federal and global were put in check because they said we cannot differentiate between male and female in the in the bones that we pull up from thousands of years ago. And all these scientists are like, well, that's the only way we know whether they're male or female is by their bones. And now you're saying that we can't genderfy them or... Because we don't want to upset the LBGTQ. Let me tell you something. It's insanity. It's absolute insanity. It's a- when I was at Pastor Lee's, you know what he said? Pastor Lee had a speaker there, and his name's Alec Roland. He pastors a big church up in Washington State. Wonderful man of God. Older guy. Just precious. He said, the church cannot be silent anymore if we don't stand up and speak out and say enough is enough this is nonsense males are males, females are females if you want to identify as something else that's fine but don't cram it down our throat that we have to change what is scientific fact and biology it's craziness it's ludicrous. Look, I, 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 I'm just telling you, people can identify as whatever they want to identify as. But, but let's just get this clear and, and, and straight here that science is science. <laughs> They're still refuting it. It's, it's an absolute fact. Male and female. Amen. Two males can't have a baby. Two females can't have a baby. Oh. We have to pray for our country. It's crazy. I'm going, Lord. He said, the church has to fast and pray. They have to. Because what happened for so long was people just laid down and said, ah, not my problem. It's going to be on our doorstep and it will be our problem. And we have to pray. We have to pray that that preachers across the nation will preach gospel messages with repentance. And that a revival and a harvest will come in our nation. That my people who are called by my name, they'll humble themselves, seek my face, pray, turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. We have missionaries. They're hurting. You think you have it bad and I have it bad. They're They're scraping to get by pastor friday has never called me and said "Uh, do you know when our support's going to be coming he's never done that in 20 years and recently he's like pastor he's um did i miss the wire you know he's trying to be gracious i was like no no we we send it at the beginning of the month i said we'll get it to you i told angela i said they need it they're hurting they're hurting Everything's so expensive, and not only is it so expensive, but it's so sparse. They don't have the abundance that we have. Amen. We have to fast and pray. We're in trouble, folks. We can't sit by and just say, well, I want to go to the church service, and I want to be blessed. You need to be a part of the solution, and get in here, and let's serve in prayer. And worship God, it's service unto the Lord. He's our first priority. But we have to fast and pray. There's loved ones in here that are lost that need God. Young people that are lost without God. They need salvation. They need God to break a spirit of rebellion off of their life. You've got family members you've been praying for. God will bring them in. He will surely bring them in. I'm gonna tell you, Jesus is coming back. Whether you believe in a pre trib, mid trib, or post trib, He's coming back. And no matter what you believe, you gotta be ready. Amen. Amen. We gotta be ready. Gotta be ready. He's coming. So let's take this week. I gave you prayer points. Let's take this week. Let's be in prayer. Let's be in fasting. Let's come in the morning or in the evening or both. But the church will be open. We'll have church on Thursday night. We're not going to have Bible study on Tuesday night. We're just going to have prayer. But we'll have a service on Thursday. In fact, I may even just have a worship service. I don't know. We might just have worship and prayer and just let God begin to minister and and, and just enter in. Because I feel like in my heart, this is a week of prayer and fasting and worship unto the Lord. This morning, God has touched you and ministered to you. You said, Pastor, I need to pray. And part of my prayer is I want to come up and I want to say, Lord, I want to be serious. I'm going to step out in faith. And I'm going to say, Lord, I want to be serious about this. I'm not a, I've not been a faster. I've not been one that fasts. I've not been one that has been given to prayer. God's going to change your life this week. You got to let him, you got to make that. And if you'll step out in faith and say this week, something's going to change. God wants to do something powerful. Do you want it so badly That you're willing to say, God, I want to come this morning. If you're not born again, you can be saved this morning. The gospel is this, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. And he will forgive you and pull you out of that darkness and put you into a life full of light, love, grace, forgiveness, mercy. That's what Jesus did for you. Today is your day of salvation. My sister, my brother, today. But you Christians, you seasoned believers, it's time to step out and say, you know what? I'm in the Lord's army, and part of that is going to be fasting and praying this week and believing God for my church, for my kids, for our community, for our nation, for my life. I want something greater than where I'm at. Some people sit in church and they're dead, they're dead spiritually. Sometimes even in ministry, they're dead. But we need life. Let's make that decision today. Would you bow your heads in prayer?